Welcome back to Waste of Space, the show with fewer listeners than Dog Training by Clinton Portis. I am Johnny Pipes, a.k.a. Tech Wipe. On the other end, Tommy Frank, a.k.a. The Cynic. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? How are you? Another day, another dollar. We are doing this show one day early for birthday reasons and baseball reasons. I'm going to a baseball game tomorrow night. And uh, so our normal Tuesday night has been pushed to a Monday night. All 12 of you will notice that are listening to the show, 14 or 15 so did you buy tickets to the baseball game? I did buy tickets to the baseball game. And it's Miami, Tampa. That's correct. I'll be there with about 75 other people. Yeah, I was going to say, there, there's, there might only be like three or four fans in South Florida. Yeah, you know, and it's a shame it's too August. because it's a really, really nice stadium. It's, I think, a very nice stadium. It's just not in a very accessible location and the team has not been very well run for quite some time. So, you know, throw all that in a blender and you get the second lowest average fan fan attendance in the league this year. Who's the lowest? Oakland. But Oakland is only the lowest because they are their fan base is in open revolt with their ownership over their handling of their new stadium situation and the possibility of them moving to Las Vegas. Who's the third lowest? Uh, that would be us, the Tampa Bay Rays. But our problems are well documented. I could spend an entire show Montreal talking about exposed. it. No, that, that deal is officially done. If Montreal gets another team, it'll be an expansion. It'll be the Montreal Rays. No, it would be the X-Rays, if anything. Play half your season up there? No, I'm not too worried about us. I think uh, by the end of the year, if not um, sometime during the offseason, we'll have some kind of an announcement. They're probably going to put it in Ybor City. Eventually, they're just posturing right now. We got until 2027, so I'm not worried about it. But either way, uh, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail on the show, you can do that. 727-416-0613. You can email us at techwipe at protonmail.com. Uh, call us up. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us we suck. Tell us we talk about interesting stuff. Give us your stories. We'd love to hear them. He's just saying that. We really don't care. Well, and it shows in the number of messages that we get. Exactly. 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 So, what is on your mind tonight? That man, how about the price of cars? Like used cars are ridiculous. I agree. They're pretty bad. But I haven't looked because I bought mine in 2018 and I haven't had to look. But I can just imagine like everything else, they're flying through the roof. I test drove I test drove a 2021 2500 with 4000 miles on it. The sticker price was like 51. 51,000 even. Or 51 yeah. and some change. Yep. 
yeah, before they they start tinkering with their little deer dealer fees. But they had some. They had some like they had like a a 2019 and a a, a 2022, and they were starting at like 75k, and they're used. Like, imagine paying almost a hundred thousand dollars for a vehicle that was used. How much? How much would they take off if you didn't want the clear coat? That, you know, they they'd probably coat. charge. They'd charge you to remove it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell tell me tell me about the truck. Like, what makes this truck on the higher price range, the the higher end of prices? What the one I drove? Yeah, like the one you're looking at. What what would make it a higher price than like your average vehicle? Nothing. It's still well. It's still cheaper than if I bought my same truck brand new. If I bought my truck again brand new, it'd be sixty three thousand. Sixty three thousand. What type of engine is in this truck? In my truck right now. Well, and and yours and and the one that you're looking at. A five in mine, and then a six point six in the other one. So, what is the difference between them? In terms of performance, like what, what do you get more of in a 6.6 than you do in a 5.0 for those of us that aren't like gearheads? More towing. So it's torque. Yeah, so, a little bit. So it's like torque, torque with power to pull, to pull something behind you. You get the weight and you drive through the snow. So you can pull your Airstream behind you. I don't have an Airstream. Well, you have to tack that on to the cost of the truck. Right? Why? Why? Well, if you're going to tow something, why would you not tow an Airstream? You're American. Everybody should be like issued an Airstream, like with their driver's those are license. Those, those stupid silver buses, right? Yeah, they look like hot dogs, or space capsules, or really shiny well, Tylenol. Why buy one of those? Because when you go and you you travel the country and you're towing well, with who your the truck, hell travels the country. We all do. We're Americans. We're born to travel the country. Like driving to work what the hell do i want to drive anywhere else for i think everybody should have an airstream everybody no but then again you shop at trader joe's so that makes sense i do shop at trader joe's and i got a 12 pack of beer for about 13 dollars. it's like a hipster like bougie place to go you'd think that until you look at your receipt and realize you paid less than you do at walmart no Everything is the, everything is their brand, so they can charge what they want. You know, they're not selling other people's brands, so it's like you go and you, you get stuff cheaper. Like I got this twelve pack of Simpler Times beer for like thirteen bucks. How does that taste? Not that great, but is it better than the Beast? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, come on, that's like ten dollars for a twelve pack. PBR gives me a giant headache. I don't like, I, I like PBR for the, for the white trash aspect of it. Cause I kind of white trash myself. So it brings me nostalgia, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going out and buying like, I don't even, can you even buy them in cans or can you only get them in cans at like bars now? I don't see them in the store. I have no clue. I and, think they saw them at the gas station down the road. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. You could probably get them in like courts. Or 40s or they, something. They sell Genesee though too. So I mean, the, the the bar isn't very high. No, it's not. And I've I've never had a Genesee, but I have seen a lot of cans on the ground, walking around downtown Seattle. So 
the vagrants in Seattle are big fans of Genesee. I think I told you I got off the, the bus the wrong stop one night in Baltimore leaving a baseball game. Me and two guys, and we were brown bagging Genesee cans waiting for the next train. Poor man's koozie. Poor yeah, man's yeah. koozie. There's a yeah, good episode definitely. of The Wire that described, like, you know, the the relationship between the cops and the people that wanted to drink on the street. And then the way they kind of, like, compromised was the brown paper bag, you know. So now the guys can sit on the corner and drink and the cops can roll on by because they don't see any beer. They just see a brown paper bag. Smart. Yeah, so it's it's smart policing. Because if there's one city in this country that's known for smart policing, it's Baltimore. I don't think they have police right now. Probably not. I think they defunded them. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think anything of value would be lost, really. But then no, again, I don't live neighbor. in I don't live in Baltimore, so I don't think about it too much. No, you live in in South Florida. Yeah, and I don't see them down here either. <laughs> All I see around here are, you know, fake asses and stupid cars that cost way more than that seventy five thousand dollar truck you're looking at, or fifty one thousand dollar truck you're looking at. Yeah, and it hurts me to, to spend fifty one. Imagine buying like a Ferrari. Well, they just lease them down here probably or rent them. I think it's mostly renting. What's a new Corvette go for? Hell if I know. I don't look. Once I have a vehicle, I make it last. Like for my Camry Mero, my 1998 Toyota Camry, the greatest vehicle ever produced on this blue planet. I paid $4,500 for it. And I got it to like 225,000 miles before I traded it in. And they actually offered me $500 for the trade-in. And I was like, no takesies, backsies. <laughs> I had my keys to my truck and I was, I was off the lot. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I was expecting them to charge me for it. Like, this is, we need to haul this thing away. Probably got that in metal. I miss that car. Sometimes I think about pulling up my old VIN number and, and looking to see where it is, see if I could find it somewhere. Which scrapyard? Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe go take a picture of it or buy it back in metal. Fly back to Seattle just to go look at your truck. I miss that thing, something fierce. It had a spoiler. It was a family sedan with a spoiler. That thing ran and ran and ran. Well, you know what? It wouldn't have been so bad if it was a a better color. It was like that tan, beige, champagne-ish look. Yeah, yeah, it was a terrible car. It was so comfortable. It was so nice to to drive. It made it across the country multiple times. I actually don't think I ever got in that car. Well, you weren't missing much. It had a cassette player. It had a cassette player. And then, like, when I was in the garage at my apartment in Seattle, I was down on the very bottom floor, and that's where the vagrants would like to come in and sleep sometimes. And... I accidentally left left it unlocked one time, like the one and only time in my entire life I left this car unlocked. And like they stole a bunch of stuff out of it. But the nice thing about that car was all I had in it was trash. So really they did me a favor. And the only thing they didn't take was like my old cassettes that I got from my grandma back in the day. Like I had a, a George Strait cassette that 
they didn't take. And I was a little upset about that because it didn't work in my cassette player anyways. But it was nice to have that cassette player because that's how you would get your CDs to play on the radio. You had to get one of those little cassette adapters. That still worked. That was about the only thing left that worked. But it's a piece of history now. I'm going to look it up and I'm going to try and find it. What happened to your old uh, Subaru? What'd you do with that? I got a truck. Did they give you anything for that Subaru? Yeah, it gave me a good chunk. I don't remember what. That was like a little rice burner. It was a low rider. That's weird because you like these giant trucks now and you got this little Subaru that was four inches from the ground. Yeah, one day, one day I went to work and one of the guys in Charleston had like a, a, a 1500 and he had like a shag carpet in the bed with a bed cover on it. And I, I parked next to him and I opened the trunk and I have a tree stand, a bow and arrow and a rifle on the back. And I went, something's wrong here. <laughs> like he had like a bench in the back of his truck with a shag carpet. And I got this little car and I was like, all right, that's it for this. Then I moved back up to Boston, and I think like within like three weeks, I was at the dealership. It's like, all right, let's get something useful. So let's look at some interesting facts here about some car buying that I picked off of a random site. So in 2019, the average cost for a midsize car was twenty five thousand dollars in 2019. And for a midsize SUV, it was $33,000. And you're talking about a truck now for $51,000. Even my truck from 2018 with like 4,000 miles on it was, I think, almost 40. So in 2018, the average price for a used car was $20,084 which was up three and a half percent from the previous year. Now this is like 2018. I can only imagine what that average price is right now. What do you think the split is for people that lease versus, or people that people that buy versus people that lease? I have no idea what. So 70, 30, 70,000, 70% of people buy their vehicles and 30% of the people lease them. And I think a good majority of the leasers are down here. I bet that's a higher number, actually, because after your lease is up, they offer you the buyout. Perhaps, perhaps. So if you lease at a better interest rate, at the end, when you do your buyout, you you might make out better because then you get like a personal loan or a private loan with a better interest rate for the buyout. In 2018, the auto industry accounted for 2.7% of the GDP of the United States, just in automotive industry, 2.7%. That's actually a lot. It is quite a bit, yeah. Let's see. Approximately 60% of car buyers will research vehicle options online before beginning the process. I'm sure that's a lot more now, 60%. People hate dealerships. People don't, I, I don't like dealerships. I've only, I've only bought two vehicles in my life and they both took about an outreach. 
I got the guy's card and I walked out and he was like, you want to talk numbers? And I was like, I don't know. It's like, let me think about it. I took his card and walked out. The average lease gives users 12,000 miles a year before charging overages. That's not really very interesting. None of these are very interesting. Truthfully, these are really, these are really, really boring facts. That's boring. You're boring, everybody. Quit boring, everyone. Do any of these get any more fun? Let's see. In 2017, 17,400,000 vehicles were sold in the U.S. Now, you're better off reading comments about Walmart. Hey, we've got 45 minutes left to kill here. The average car loan is for 66.9 months. You keep reading those facts. We we got about three <laughs> minutes to go here. <laughs> or you keep reading and then just text me when you're done and then I'll jump back on. <laughs> uh, this can be your own little NPR version here. Well, I mean, NPR does it right because they get a few more people listening than we do. <laughs> if, 11 if used read, cars facts, those, that might surprise you. <laughs> and if they had people reading those, we would have more. This was... This was your 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 idea here, the, the the car subject. Yeah, but I didn't think you'd lose your mind. What did you do today? Jesus. A whole bunch of nothing, man. A whole bunch of nothing. And then you, you you're you're not gonna do anything for the rest of the week. That's correct, but I tell you what I'm gonna do in about an hour is I'm gonna eat a nice quesadilla. That's what I'm gonna do. Quesadilla. Yes, a quesadilla. Yes, no silent letters. <laughs> Ganochi. Ganochi. I like I don't I don't know if I'm much into the Ganochi or not. That's that's Knife. more your thing with the Kanifi. Do you eat your Kanochi with a Kanifi? Jalapeno. This and more white trash pronunciation of foreign words on this week's well, episode like of Waste of Space. Pecan and pecan. Well, the only way we can settle this is by getting some actual pronunciations. Oh, let's not do that again. That's the that's that's really the only way. Not really. What do you think of Tom Brady? How do he look? I'll be honest. I have not watched a single bit of Bucks preseason yet because I don't really care until the season starts. Oh. Preseason, stupid. So I'm more I'm more into. Uh, I'm more into, you know, the playoff run in baseball now, like the crunch time. So, are you going to make the playoffs? Um, if we do, it'll be one of the wild cards. I'm hoping it's the first one. Why? Because I would rather play the number two wild card team for three games at home in Tampa than play the number, you know, three seed three games on the road. Like if you look at our road splits, it's it's amazing the difference we play we are home and road. So that's the difference. Let's see. Are you trash on the road? Not trash, but not as good. Let's look at some splits here. So Oh yeah, no, you're trash. Yeah, we're sub five hundred on the road. We're forty two and twenty three at home. In the trop, 
and we're 28 and 34 on the road. You guys are almost 500 on the road. You're 45 and 20 at home and 33 and 30 on the road. That's because we've only won three games in the last month. Yes. And we've got you again starting on Wednesday. Or no, Thursday. Either way, we got you at home this week. Can you believe Baltimore is above 500? I can. You know, you can only be so bad for so long before your draft picks start panning out. And uh, I'm happy for them, you know, because they're the only team in the American League East, aside from us, that I don't hate. Like, I can't stand the Yankees. We know that. It's well-established. I really can't stand the Red Sox. And I hate playing at Fenway. We always suck at Fenway. And, I mean, Toronto's in Canada. That's not even America. So you can't root for them. That's like rooting for communism. So, but, it, but you're going to be rooting for them when, when your team moves there. Yeah, that joke is tired. Retire it, dude. It's time for you to retire the Expos joke. joke. I don't really think it's a joke, dude. I think it's really going to happen. <clears throat> How about the uh, the story on the Buffalo Bills punter? Did you see that one? Fill us in. I think he had a, a gang rape or allegedly gang raped an underage senior at high school with two of his buddies when he played at San Diego State. What? Yeah, yeah, not a good story. The Bills released him the other day. This is supposed to be a Yesterday. funny show. Oh, yeah, no, this isn't funny. Uh, so San Diego State, they do a lot of weird shit at San, San Diego State is what you're saying. That's the... Yeah, not good stuff. Those are the, the Aztecs. Speaking of that, I'm sure they are. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Uh, uh, Jimmy G Christ. to stay with the 49ers. You just reading the news now. Uh, Sodomy. <laughs> Speaking of Jimmy G. Sodomy. Oh, porn star Jimmy. He has the worst subway commercial of all of them. I've never seen him on a subway commercial. It's pretty bad. It's a bad commercial. That's probably why I've never seen it. It probably doesn't air anymore. It's bad and they should feel bad. Oh, Curacao. What does this team look like? When's the last time I was there? Oh, all right. Over your head? I guess so. What, Curacao? Yeah. I was talking about the Little League team, trying to figure out the last time I was there. Quesadilla. Quesadilla. Who who won? Hawaii won, right? The Little League World Series? Yeah, they beat Curacao. Okay, so it was Hawaii versus Curacao. Now, this is the first year that they brought the international teams back because last year they did not have international teams. Is that correct? That is correct. I did see that. I want to say it was like Massachusetts versus somebody, some other American team. And like, there were like five outs in an inning. 
because of some piss poor base running by these little pipsqueaks. And five outs. It was like a That's strike, good. A strikeout, a pop out, and then like a tag up, and then two morons kept running, and then they tagged them out. Didn't too. Red Sox? Didn't Red Sox just have like a, a four strike strikeout the other day? Probably. <laughs> uh, MLB umps are so bad. Or, or maybe it was a Ray. No, I don't think that was. I don't think that was it. Or they were playing the Rays. It might have been. I didn't watch Friday and Saturday. I just watched Sunday. Normally, I watch every game, but I can't watch every game now. If I was still live by myself, I probably would because I'd have nothing else better to do. But actually, it's nice when you have a life. You don't have to watch every single game. It's 162 games a year. That's a lot. That's a lot to watch. And you just wind up with like my dad. I haven't watched. I watched. I watched over the weekend with my pops. You got the Angels tonight. They, yeah, the Angels just swept the Blue Jays, and they took the first one. I think right, the Yankees. Oh, no, that was the A's. You well, yeah, see, was, Michael K thrashed the uh, Oakland Coliseum. I mean, that's like low hanging fruit. What did he say? They they had like possum traps in the closet behind them in the broadcast booth, and then I don't know. I, I just I read I read the the headline in the post well let's see i didn't actually read the story i mean i don't really care for michael k but i've only been to the coliseum once and it wasn't like a great That's place it. i've been a couple of times let's see it's not in a good neighborhood no i mean it's in oakland that's not a good neighborhood period well, there, I mean, there are decent neighborhoods in Oakland, like. It's not, just like every really. other city. Uh, I don't, that whole Bay Area is not great. I can't find what you're talking about. Or at least not a video think, of it. No, I think it, I think it was just a, a, a story. Well, the, the, there is a video of them with the possum traps. I, I saw it on Twitter. Let's see. Ah, here we go. While Yankee Stadium may be home to the ghosts of legendary players, the Oakland Coliseum is graced by the presence of ants and possum. See, uh, Yankees began a four-game series with the A's Thursday night in the Bay Area, and the Yes Network announcers got to experience some of the great amenities offered in the Oakland Coliseum broadcast booth. John, don't lean too close to the desk because there's ants all over it, Yankees play-by-play voice Michael Kay told analyst John Flaherty. It's great, and that's just some of the critters we've been warned about. There are actually possum cages behind us so they can catch them. I'm not making it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, the Oakland A's with their possum traps. Yeah, and then they, they show uh, Mer- Meredith Morakovitz actually holding one. Holding a possum? Trap. They took it out of a little locker behind them, and they were showing it while they were talking about it. I don't uh, think they'll be invited a, back. There, there's a picture. There's a picture of the, uh, yep, there's a picture of her holding it up. Yep, there yeah, it is right yeah, there. It's pretty funny. 
I'll tell you what's not funny is the K-Rod podcast, or not podcast, the the K-Rod broadcast on Sunday Night Baseball. That's terrible. Michael K. is not entertaining and neither is A-Rod. I like K. Well, he's your your guy. You have to like him. You know who I don't like? The lightning play-by-play guy. Dude, if you don't like Michigan, then... We're done here. His call, his score call is ridiculous. It's ridiculously amazing. It's 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 the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, you're what done. What a homer. You're what done. a homer. You're done. You're done. His call is terrible. Mm, no. No. Nope, nope, nope. I disagree with you 100%. Yeah. He's a homer, and that's why. I disagree with you. I disagree. Spilpo got totally wedged off by Medvedev, and the puck squirts free to Kalorn. Up by Jason Garrison. Garrison's got a breakaway. Garrison alone. It's so bad, dude. That's amazing. That's how what you. A homer. That's, you know what? If you were a Lightning fan, you'd love it. If you were a Lightning fan, what a you would love call. it. You would love it. You know well, what? He's he's no uh, he he's no uh, Clyde Frazier, but no, not everybody can be Clyde Frazier. Well, nobody wants to be Clyde Frazier because Clyde. You're going to talk about bad radio calls, and then you've got Clyde wheeling Frazier and dealing the Knicks, styling and profiling. That's the best <laughs> dipping and oh diving. My God. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is the best. That is the best. I don't, and I think he wears a different suit every game. I hope so. If you like, got, I don't if know, you got that kind of money. I don't know how you can have money left after buying all those suits. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on a second. I want to hear this. Season. A bunch of guys have played more than 82. But AC didn't believe in fornicating, Mike. Goodness gracious, Clyde. <laughs> Why is Clyde Frazier talking about fornicating in a basketball game? <laughs> You're going to talk about Dave Mishkin and how awesome he is. You're going to talk shit about him, and you got a guy that talks about fornicating while watching NBA. <laughs> while he's dipping and diving and it- dipsy-doing. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's not very good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, he's better than anybody else. Uh, I don't know. I think Lagreca's good. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, he's uh, he's the the play by play for the Rangers on the radio. I think he's pretty good. Anybody's better than whoever does the call for the Celtics. The Celtics and the and the uh, and the Bruins. The Bruins guy is pretty terrible too. Really, any of the Boston home commentators are pretty bad. Well, they're all homers. Yeah, but the 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 homerism for Boston in anything is just worse than anybody I've ever heard. Seriously, you you just played a, a, a lightning call. Yeah, which you know, that's that's a lot of people probably homers you can get right there. Yeah, because they work for that's the a- team. They work for the team. 
They have to do it's that. a Homer call. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they weren't doing a Homer call, then they wouldn't be doing their job. You know, you know, like, like K gets crushed for doing his call for opposing teams. K to me is just boring. But he's not a homer, man. He's straight down the middle every call. There was a You know who's not very like great voice, I get it. Joe Buck. Joe Buck doing World Series because I think he's done so many, it's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I used to not be a Joe Buck fan, but I think that he's actually gotten a little bit better in recent years. Like I think he's done better than he used to do. Like everyone rags on him for the uh hold on, let's find the, the classic Joe Buck call that everybody hates. Hold on, here we go. So just the context. Um this is uh, an Eagles versus Bucks game. And here's Joe Buck calling someone running all the way down the field to get a touchdown. Hold on. Mitchell. 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 Down to the 25. So he just returned a kickoff from the end zone all the way to the opposing 25, and all he got out of it was Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, but I mean, like like all of his home run calls are like that too. He's gotten better. He has gotten better, and I will tell you, like. I think one of his best calls was, uh, and, and, and you don't play the audio, but if you watch it, the, the night Aaron Boone walked off. Aaron fucking against the Boone. Red Sox. If you watch that broadcast, because his brother was in the booth with him, and it was like forty-five seconds of complete silence, and it was great. That's the way like, it should it, be. It was the perfect call. You always let the moment speak for itself, right? Yeah, because his brother, his brother's in the booth, and his brother's emotional, and and they're showing like the video of it, like YouTube it. It's unbelievable what a good call that was. All right, so here's here's where I think he's gotten better. Cuz this is this is an incredibly good call. Real close. Phillips got a fight now. Two strikes. Jansen, that is into center field. Here comes Kiermaier. Phillips has tied the game. Arose Arena coming around. Throw home. Now he stumbles. But the ball gets away. Tampa Bay wins it. Brett Phillips, game four hero. That was an amazing call. You know why? Right, because so you, you knew exactly what was going on the entire time. So, so do is Gary Sanchez call 2017 game four of the division series against the Astros. Let's see. So game four, the ALCS or yeah, was it, yeah, a, was yeah, it against, yeah, yeah. was it against the, um, the Astros? Astros. 
All right, stand by. Yeah. The Gary Sanchez call. All right, let's see. Let me make sure this is the one. No, this is, is it? Yeah. Joe Girardi is going to use Chase Headley off his bench, it appears. No, that's, that's not it. Was no, it? that's a Chase Headley call. That was, uh, was it that game? Yeah, that's the game. The go-ahead double in the eighth inning? Yeah. All right. There goes and you can do his judge. Yankees lead into the gap, and two runs are going to score. Judge Gregorius Sanchez delivers 6 4 New York. But with Didi going, that's easy a good call. An that's a good no call. Emotion behind it. That, no emotion. That's a good call, though. Like, I he, he calls so many, so many games and so many things that. Like you have to manufacture that, but you also have to let the moment speak for itself. You have to let the crowd do the talking. And I thought he did a pretty good job on that. Like it's subtle, the difference between his normal talking and then when he gets excited about a play, but just imagine the sheer number of games that he's called in every sport. Oh, I know. I know, but that's why it's time. Like let's get somebody else in there. That's you know, still as excited at the moment as 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 the people at the game. You know who I, he's not. I like is is a, a guy to fill that role, and unfortunately, he's plays. He does. He's the Dodgers guy now. Is Joe Davis? Okay, yeah. It, it, just don't say Tony Romo. No, I mean I, Romo. I'm not. He's he's good, but he's not great. You know. Let's see. So this is a good Joe Davis call. One second here. This is this is a good Joe Davis call, I think. There goes Rosalina. He steals home in October. That's a good call. That's a good call for yeah. a stealing home. Like he's so imagine having to be in uh, being him because you know whose whose footsteps he's in right now, like Vin Scully. Like he has to follow arguably the greatest announcer in sports of all time. Yeah. So so I didn't know Vin Scully did national games to the extent like like didn't he do Hank Aaron's home run? I believe he did. That was a phenomenal call. I, I I heard it after he passed, and I think that was the first time I'd ever listened to it. And it it was ridiculous. Here we go. Let's 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 listen. Ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive in the deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. That's a good call. It's made even better by like listening to it through a toilet paper tube. <laughs> uh, you know what makes that call better or like the best is the call was done. Like he knew it was gone and he stopped the call before the ball left the park. And then all you had was the crowd. Yeah, that's that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. 
I, I agree with you. Because even like John Sterling's calls now, like like he does his little saying, and and uh, it's awesome, you know, it's John Sterling. But like sometimes you just let the moment ride, like like this I one. I don't know. It's weird. For the rest of his life. People say he lost a step or two. Ser- seriously. <laughs> we're we're we're, we're pulling drops from the sandlot, really. Where is he? I don't see him. I don't see him. Where is he? The Jets got a suicide week. We got to get that ball back. It was signed by some woman, Baby Ruth. The only thing that's missing is is the heartfelt music in the background. I don't know, dude. I saw I saw a picture the great Hambino <laughs> tweeted out. He took a picture with somebody the other day. Yeah, he's the great Hambino. You gotta like the great Hambino. You play ball like a girl. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. What a great movie. I still argue that that's the best baseball movie of all time. That's my favorite. Now. It's it's my favorite. I know a lot of people think Major League is number one. No. Go for it. I think for the love of the game. For the love of the game with uh, Kevin Costner, I thought was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, but it's not funny. Yeah, but it's a drama. Fine. I thought that the natural was great too. The natural is not funny either. The natural is just weird because they changed it from the book. It's just odd. It's a good movie, but Sandlot is something else. Sandlot, Major League, and you know what? Bull Durham. I got Bull Durham up there probably in number three or number four. Breathing through his eyelids. Bull Durham is amazing. You know, and they're talking about like engagement gifts at a mound visit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean that's amazing. No, I thought, I thought for the love of the game was phenomenal. I need to go back and rewatch it again on your on your blessing here, because I I might not remember it that well. I swear he's a pitcher for the Tigers. Then the rookie is pretty good. The guy that was like the a rookie high, is good. The high school baseball coach, and then ends up being a reliever for the Rays. No, that was a good movie. I thought that was a very good movie. Rookie of the Year. I liked Rookie of the Year. I saw that one. Terrible movie. I saw that one in the theaters. I saw Rookie of the Year in the drive-thrus. The one, I mean, I like A League of Their Own. I thought A League of Their Own was really good, too. I think they're making like a a series on that now, which no, I don't think anyone's excited for. I don't believe. No, League of Their Own was was a good movie, yes. Now, here's a question. What's your favorite football movie? I thought the draft was phenomenal. Oh, draft day? Yeah. You pancake-eating motherfucker? Yeah, I thought that was a great movie. It was a great movie as a parody. The funny part being that it's the Browns, and that's about as good as they – like to, to them, that's a Super Bowl victory is like having a good draft. Because they're not yeah, going to play was, well that during was the a, season. 
That was phenomenal, though, man. The way they did that was it not? It like, was. I was good. hooked. I was. I was in it. It was a good. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. It's one of those movies where if it's on, I'll put it on. It's a meme movie, though. <laughs> like it's a meme. It's a joke. Like it's a joke yeah. on the Browns. Like because they can't get any. But it's good. It's a good joke. Yes, it's a good joke on the Browns. I like. Uh, uh, I like necessary Rudy? roughness. Yep. What what's his name? Scott Bakula. Yeah, with Quantum Leap. Yeah, and uh, Sin, what's her name? Sinbad Kathy Ireland and Kathy Ireland as the punter and the kicker. Yeah, yeah, very good movie. Uh, the whole nine yards with Burt Reynolds, not the Adam Sandler one, but the Burt Reynolds one was great. Where's Rudy? Yeah, I can, you know Rudy would be good, but now I can't look at him without thinking like that he's a that he's a hobbit. So it's hard to like picture him as Rudy when he's a hobbit. Any or, given Sunday? Any given Sunday was pretty good. That was good. Not great. Uh, there was a decent one, the um, the program. That was kind of, a, a, it was a college football one. That was pretty good. Now about basketball movies. You going to say Space Jam number one? Uh, no, Finding Forrester was a good movie. How about Blue Chips? Yeah, I was thinking that one too. I like Blue Chips because, you know, I, I was an Orlando Magic fan for so long before I gave up on the sport and, uh, you know, had Shaq and Penny and then some other guy that Chris played Mullen. for Indiana and I can't remember who the hell it was. Nobody that really had much of a pro Craig. career. Chris Mullen. No, I know Chris Mullen was in it, but I'm talking about the center, like they're white there or not the center, but the, the white kid, because there was three of them. There was Shaq Penny. And then the random white kid from Indiana that wasn't, I think he might've been a pro for like a year, but he was really good with like the Hoosiers. I think he was the, he was the one that came to Nick Nolte and was like, Hey, I think you should pay me. And Nick Nolte got all pissed off about it. He was the first one that was like, hey, you should come give me some money. I don't remember who it was. Let's see. Let's see who it was. Pros in blue chips. So. Oh, yeah. I should probably just look at the movie page itself. I, I like that movie. I like that movie. I saw that in theaters. That's... Bob Cousy was in it. Let's see. I didn't know that. Uh, it was. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, yeah, Bob Cousy. There he is. Matt Nover. That's the guy. Matt Nover. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. So he was a, I think he was a, might have been a pro for like a year, but I think he was really good in college. Let's see. So, yeah, he was a former pro basketball player. He played for, oh, he didn't play in the, uh, he played in Europe. But he did go to Indiana from 89 to 93, and I think he was really good in Indiana, but he did not play for the NBA. But yeah, he's the one. He's the one oh, that, above, uh, dude, Above the Rim was a great basketball movie. Is that the one with uh, Ray Allen? No, Tupac. that's yeah. that's he got game. It's the one with Ray Allen, Ray Allen and uh, Denzel Washington. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think about them making another Space Jam with LeBron? They made another Space Jam? Yeah, with LeBron. Why? Because they just did. I don't know. I don't know who makes these decisions, the people that want to make a lot of money. He's still trying to be like Mike? Yeah. He can't. Finals records are are, are, are way too different. Well, it probably hurt his ego a little bit when more people watched The Last Dance than watched the NBA Finals with him in it. The Last Dance? What is that? That's the Chicago Bulls documentary. Oh, I didn't watch that. It was very good. But, I hate but, the, when, Bulls. but the year that that, the year that, that um, aired, which I think was 2020, more people watched that then watched the bubble finals with him. That probably hurt his ego a little bit because he has been trying to be Mike forever and it's never going to work because he needs to be addicted to gambling first. Well, he's got to be six and oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's one. He lost his first one, so he was already doomed because what his first one, he was with the Cavs and he got beat by the Spurs. That was in yeah, 06. Yeah, no, not Mike. Never be Mike. No, you got to you got to gamble more. I can't think of any other really good basketball movies because I don't really care about the sport anymore. Did you ever see Finding Forrester? No. It's got Sean Connery in it. It's it's not really a basketball movie. It's a kid that plays basketball, but he he he's a writer or something. Is that the one with You're the Man Now, Dog? I don't know what that is. I think it is. Yeah, I want to say it is. Let's see. Yep, Finding Forrester. Here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. That became a meme. I it, didn't know that. That became a meme. <laughs> I thought that was a good movie around basketball. There aren't very many. No, Hoosiers. Yeah, with Gene Hackman. That's a classic. Yeah. Do you have a uh, Do you have a good hockey movie? Do you like a, a good hockey movie? No. Oh, you're missing out on some good hockey movies. Like what, Miracle? No, like Slapshot. Miracle's good. Slapshot, Mighty Ducks, Goon. Uh, the Mighty Ducks. Goonies? No, that's not a hockey movie. No, Goon with with um, Sean Patrick Wilson or uh, Stifler with no. Stifler. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks, 1992. Holy smokes. I like the Mighty Ducks because that's basically the story of, of John Cooper, like our coach. Like our coach used to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing with uh, Emilio Estevez. He was a lawyer. Mystery Alaska. I saw them all. Let's see. Mystery Alaska. Goon was really good. Slapshot's the king. Slapshot is the king of um, Never hockey seen movies. Slapshot. Yeah, with the Hanson brothers. Yeah, you'd, you'd like it. It's a Paul Newman movie. It's really good. Miracle. Who are the Hanson brothers? They're the two the two twins that wear the glasses, and they, they're like the goons kind of the team. It's from the, the Jonestown Chiefs that used to be a team in the minor league hockey. This is back when they used to play without helmets on. 
Okay. So you've you've got some homework now that you'll, you'll never get not going to do any of it. Zero <laughs> percent chance I'll do that. Uh, I'll probably get stuck. I'll, I'll probably get like so so Larry Bird. I've been watching some of the like stuff on him, like how big a shit talker he was, and it's awesome. Let's see. You can hate the Celtics and 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 just watch some of the videos like the making the case for Larry Bird to be the greatest player of all time. Like it's a good video. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good. Uh, he's better than pretty good, dude. Uh He had a goofy mustache. That dude was from a town called French Lick. Yeah, that's what they call them. The hick from French Lick. French Link, Indiana. They called him White Jesus, too, I think, or something like that. Oh, boy. Well, that's our sports rabbit hole for the night. It always happens. It's just run out of things to talk about, so we just go to sports. But you can help us not run out of things to talk about by uh, calling and leaving a a voicemail at 727-416-0613. We'll play it on the show for you. Email us, techwipe at protonmail.com. Check the show notes. It's in there. Yo, have you ever heard of this thing? It's called the Century Plant. I have not. Look it up real quick. It's a it's a plant. Apparently, it lives for like a hundred years. Then it blooms, and then it dies. That's a sad story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in the ground well before a hundred years, so it's it it's got a better run than I do. Are you going to get one? Is that what you're saying? No. So my dad had one. So it bloomed and it died. Okay, so it looks and like a it looks like a uh, one of those things that they make tequila out of. Sure. Cactus? Yeah, it looks like a cactus kind of. Well, it looks like almost like a palmetto plant. Okay, I see what you're talking about. So after, you know, and and it stays like that shoot in the middle isn't there. It grows like the day it blooms and then it just dies. Like it'll grow 20 feet, bloom and then dead. So he cut cut up a bunch of it, and he was talking shit. And he was like, man, like, I broke out bad. And I was like, all right. So, you know, I went and stayed with him this weekend. So there was still part of it left. And he was like, it really tore me up. And, I, I you know, I made fun of him. And You're talking about it cut him up because him. It, has these, it has these spines on the leaves. Yeah. So... There, there was like, like you know, three foot of it left. So I cut it with my chainsaw. So I wasn't wearing jeans like a moron, dude. That like I got it all off pretty quick, but my legs got cut up pretty good. Like it caught me off guard. It felt like I was I I, I took a bath in fiberglass. All right, folks. So there is your lesson for this show: is don't cut up a century plant with a chainsaw while you're not wearing pants. It was interesting, though. It's always fun to use the chainsaw. I think that that's that's a good thing we can do is we can we can end each show with like a random dumbass thing that we did and make that into like a life lesson for people, right? Sure. 
It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts. So disabused? Disabused, the new greatest word in the English language. Who is that? That's uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. See, 45's going to go to jail. Maybe. They've been saying that for a while. But we hope but you This time they actually, it, he actually did something wrong. Maybe. We'll see. If that were you or I, we'd be in jail. Dude, you can insert any politician's name into that sentence and it would still make sense. That's, that's a very good point. It doesn't make a difference what it is. Like you and I know that same thing with Hillary Clinton, same thing with anybody, any of them. Oh, oh yeah, they're all criminals. Exactly. All of them are bad. All right, folks, we're going to wrap this one up for this week. Give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll play it on the show and whatnot. We'll be back next week with good stuff. More boring sports talk, probably. You'll probably hate it, I'm sure. But we're going to do it anyways, because what the hell, why not? For Tommy Frank, I am Johnny Pipes. You got anything last bits to say here? Nah, man. Hey, did did. Later. Well put. How he will get his assist?